0: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince.
1: Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello everybody, welcome to Lions Watch, the Football Rambles regular look at what's going on with the England men's football team. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Luke Moore. In today's edition, we're left mourning another difficult week for England defenders as a three lines backline dominates the headlines for all the wrong reasons again. <laughs> However, there is some good news as well as Mason Mount continues to catch the eye under his new boss, Graham Potter, at Chelsea. We'll also get to this week's Take Thermometer and hear from you as well.
0: The worst performance I have ever seen from an England team, ever. We were totally hopeless for 90 minutes.
2: It's another wretched night for England at a major tournament.
0: And did you also miss a left-footed player down the left side?
2: Yeah, but where is that player? How are we gonna win this tournament as England?
1: And England win on penalties!
0: A semi-final won by England.
2: Just a quick note on today's show. After we recorded, news emerged on Friday night that Mason Mount is having a scan on a thigh injury after missing training with Chelsea that day. It is just a precaution at this stage. Let's hope he bounces back very quickly because he's going to be important for England at the World Cup. You'll hear why now in our Good News section. Let's start off with some good news, Luke Moore. Why not? Mason Mount is thriving under Graham Potter. Do you always do the good news first
0: when you say to people there's good news and bad news? Do you always prefer to do the good news first?
2: Entirely depends what it is.
0: We are roping the listeners in with the good Indeed, news. Indeed. Yeah. When
2: it comes to England defence, <laughs> put it off for as long as possible. It's one of those ones we're just going to continuously talk about. So let's mix it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Fair uh, right. and, and has uh, and I mean Mason Mount is very adept at finding space, and he's found space at the start of the show. <laughs> I knew he would. <laughs> he just popped up there,
0: little half space on the half turn. There he goes, leading, leading the run and order again. Perhaps the most underrated
2: player in uh, Gareth's gang.
0: Well, I'm interested as to why you think that because I think that he, yeah, because what? Because he's about part of the furniture.
2: Yeah, it's he's just he's just
0: in there. That's happening because he can play. I suppose in a variety of different mm-hmm. positions along the front, mm-hmm. and, and he has in fact done that for England in recent games.
2: Yeah. Um, well, underappreciated perhaps in, in in England, I think because he's not particularly flashy, and he, if you think if you compare him to say other players that would play in in similar positions, although very different players, say like Sterling and Saka, hmm. you think about their pace, you don't think necessarily pace with Mason Mount, even though he doesn't lack it per se. And then you think about someone like Grealish or Foden, your dribblers and Little skills. So
0: Foden is much more similar to Mason Mount than Grealish is.
2: Possibly, but, uh, but 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 I think Mount is often um, people think ah sh- should he be starting because if you think about the positions that England uh, that, that that Mount could occupy for England, England looked like they going to play a three four three. It would be on one of the flanks um, next to Harry Kane. Well, a lot of people would say it would be Saka Sterling or Foden that would start. Maybe Grealish, although. I personally think he's he's better off as an impact. but Mason Mount was awarded man of the match in both Chelsea's three 0 win over Wolves last weekend and their two 0 win over Milan in the Champions League, despite being subbed off at half time. Potter gave his reasons for that, uh, of course. Yeah, um, you know he's impressing and he will be possibly a starter for England.
0: And it's a testament to his versatility, I think, that when we were asked by. Um the guys to put together a first 11 for the first game. Mm. I think I had Mount a bit further back.
2: You had him in a a three in midfield. And no
0: one really complained about that. Whereas normally when you do these kind of things, people are always on your back about, how can you do this? How can you do that? No one really complained about Mount. So maybe you're right. Maybe he is Mm -hmm. so much a part of the furniture that people just kind of accept it. It's worth pointing out that, what is he, 23? Mm-hmm. Must be about 23. He's got yeah. 32 England caps already. He's from
2: down your way.
0: He is from, yeah, he is definitely from uh, from my way, which is why I like him more. Um, <laughs> even though there's no reason for that. I can take no credit at all in it. Although he was inspired by a trip to Old Trafford as a Pompey fan uh-huh. in that famous Cristiano Ronaldo free kick goal that's always wrote, always played in highlight reels. Okay. Mount has said that he saw that in person as mm. a kid of about eight or something. I was like, man, this is amazing. He
2: very much had to leave the town to be inspired. To be
0: inspired, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Well, listen, you're speaking to someone who's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but um, So, so I think he's been really, really crucial for, for, for England, and I think that's not a controversial thing to say. But what I would add is this. Now, we, we started this part of the show by saying he's now thriving under under his new boss, Graham mm-hmm. Potter.
2: Yeah, started every game under Potter, the only outfield player to do so. I mean, it's you know, only a few games, games, but still.
0: But we also have to acknowledge that a lot of this, when it comes to the form that the players are in going into this World Cup, is going to be down to a little bit of luck and a little bit of timing. Now, clearly, the environment under Tuchel had got got difficult Mm. and obviously he was moved on. You know we talked a lot about the players that what environment of those players been going into at Manchester United mm-hmm. it, is it entirely Harry Maguire's fault for example that he's been playing so poorly mm-hmm. probably not because the environment may or not has been so febrile and so mm. almost like transient it's difficult for him to really get settled and, and feel mm. like he's in an environment where he can flourish I'm
2: glad you said that and I think people don't often think that
0: it's but it's definitely part but of But
2: people it. I, you will have people disagreeing with you but I, I think you're onto something
0: it's definitely part of it and, yeah. and I think with Mount going into a to a to a manager who is really, really on the up and is a really exciting manager and certainly will be a candidate to be the England national team manager at some point in his career um, is a really helpful thing. What's also a really helpful thing is, and this is something we've mentioned on, the, on, on I think I mentioned maybe on Monday this week, that... Um, Graham Potter loves players like Mount. Mm. Graham Potter feels like he can really get the best of and work very closely mm-hmm. with midfielders that are like Mason Mount, attacking top midfielders. Yep. He, he used a lot of midfielders mm. at Brighton of that nature and he will continue to do so at Chelsea. And that's great news for for Mount as well because if you think about it if Chelsea go down a different direction in terms of a manager and get someone who likes to play in a completely different way mm. Mount at best could find himself playing in a position he would never play for England mm-hmm. or at worst could find himself just not being used yeah. um i think so i think there's a lot of that to take into account as well um and overall that is that is really good news
2: and i think potter the the, the midfield players that you sort of um, alluded to there at brighton are scoring more goals he wants to get everybody among the goals and it's something that Mason Mount Um, he himself has admitted that he, he needs to add a few more goals he's yet to score for Chelsea this season uh, and he said, the manager has spoken to me about trying to get in the box and also connecting the midfield to the strikers and being able to move and be free and get assists and then goals. Uh, hopefully next I get a goal because it's been coming, but I just haven't finished one off yet, um, so to speak. So uh, mm. with with Mount, I mean, he's he, 32 England caps and five goals. He got a lovely one against Germany, of course, in the, yes, in the Nations recently. League when, yeah. he, when, when he came on. But I mean, that would be the only thing, I suppose, although... Was it the first time hit? he came in off Oh, the a lovely one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that would perhaps be the, the only thing, but you could label that at maybe one or two of the other players, but Foden certainly has started to score more goals. Sterling knows where the goal is. Saka as well has had an upturn in form. So there's a lot of um, um, uh, competition in those positions. But that is, of course, with the 3-4-3. Three, three. And, and my, my concern for Mount, though, would be is that that position doesn't maybe hugely play to his strengths because of the competition on, on the flanks. Now, he did start... In the final for England, in the Euros, with that that formation. But if England were to play a three in midfield, I'd quite like to see him in there, but I don't think Southgate's going to do that.
0: No. And I think also you've got to add that off the back of last season where his numbers were very good. A lot of goals, a lot mm. of assists for Chelsea last season. And um, again, that it just brings me back to my earlier point around transitional nature of getting a new coach in and getting embedded in and all the rest of it. I, I feel like his best position yeah. is in those half spaces Behind a striker, yeah, and probably in in a three behind a one. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, with,
0: yeah. with, with in, in England, would back in a, a while back would play Kane, and they play three behind Kane. Yeah, and I, I suppose sometimes it feels like they maybe are doing that in the current formation that Southgate likes to play. But often Mason's been off off the left or off yeah. the right, or, yeah. or been shuttled around a bit.
2: And we played a midfield three in the quarters and the semis in yeah. in the Euro.
0: That's why I picked him in my um mm. in my eleven. Yeah. So I think I think we the, what I'm getting at here is we we occasionally with players who are that versatile, who are comfortable off the left or off mm-hmm. the right or through mm-hmm. the middle, and they can almost be punished for that. We've seen that loads of times with England players Definitely. down the years and never found, nailed down a specific yeah. position.
2: Well, Phil never had to go to Everton to find one. Exactly. you know.
0: Owen Hargreaves had to blow both his own knees out
2: indeed. in protest. <laughs> he did win the Champions League that couple of times. He did. He
0: had an amazing career. Yes. So, so I do think because the England teams and, and, and international camps meet up relatively infrequently, it's obviously not that easy to continue to kind of experiment here and experiment there. And if he hasn't nailed down a position, mm-hmm. perhaps it's not going to necessarily work in his favour. But if he can maintain the form he's showing now... Up to the World Cup, it'll be a, obviously a massively positive thing for England.
2: I think so, yeah. And also, by the way, we keep going about three four three, and I think rightly so. But England can switch to a four three three. We saw that in the Euros; they're a bit more versatile. And I do you think he, he'll do that now, though? I, well, we don't know. I mean, again, you would hope that him and, and Steve Holland, if during a game that position or whatever is not working. Then you think, right? Well, let's switch it up. And if that is the case, Mount is a great option, whether it's off the bench or if he's starting on one of the flanks, he can go into a midfield three and be effective there. But you know, again, what you're going to do against Iran, to I don't know, maybe against the US and Wales, and then hopefully against sides in in the knockouts. We are obviously hoping to get there. You know, di- different different keys for different doors.
0: Definitely, I completely agree with that. That's a really important part of this, particularly in those attacking positions but when if you go back to the euros i can't remember a game specifically but at one point i'm sure england were were playing effectively mm-hmm. a 4-3-3 but actually what it looked like in reality was Phillips and Rice in front mm-hmm. of the back four. Mount, who was playing in that three, yeah. was playing a little further forward, and he yeah, yeah, was right. almost doing that role that we were mm. talking about earlier behind Kane. Indeed. So there's a lot of flexibility with those formations anyway. And I don't, I don't think our listeners like listening to us talk about formations too much anyway. Sod them. Fuck them.
2: We're going to do 20 more minutes on Let's it. Let's do it now. Uh, well, they're going to have to stomach some bad news, I'm afraid, then, as we move on, because there are def- problems with England's defence Now, what again. You've do- see what you've done? Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> complain
0: about that, and now you get this.
2: We could have talked about formations, but no. Uh, we're going to talk... <laughs> About England's defense, um, Eric Dyer made a nightmare mistake for Spurs against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt uh, in the Champions League, and Dyer's had a good time under Conte uh, since he's been there at Tottenham. It's it's fair to say he's now a starter. I think he could start and probably will start for England in the middle. Of that uh, back three that we think Southgate will go for, um, just just
0: explain, just describe the mistake briefly to so people listening who may not have seen it.
2: Well, he was yeah, he got the he tried to play it out from the back and essentially just handed it to um, the Frankfurt. Frank, the Frankfurt. Forward, <laughs> <laughs> the Frankfurter. I should have just said, I just said shouldn't period. I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and it was it was all his fault, really. Yeah. And and the, and now people might say, well, that's a bit harsh. We've seen, say, John Stones do one or two of those over the one years. One or two,
0: as few as that. <laughs> just one or two.
2: I thought i go to my yeah. wife.
0: How many? How many? How many, many drinks? One or two. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, by the way, it's never one, is it? No. In that equation, yeah, yeah. even in that, it's generous. Yeah, that's not one.
0: <laughs> you'd know if it was
2: one, and you'd just say one. Yeah, okay. So we've seen John Stones. If do that I speak before. to you on a Monday and
0: you've played football <laughs> at the weekend and I say, How many chances did you miss? One or two. Yeah. It's fucking low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's at least two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've seen John Stones do that. So people might say, Oh, come on. That's harsh. And, uh, that's a bit harsh on Dyer that you're well, you Are you saying
0: that Dyer feels like he does a John Stones impression? He might get it. definitely
2: picked. Oh, well, it's a part of the audition, I think, these yeah. days. But, but the reason for that is anybody who has uh, mates who support Spurs or indeed support Spurs themselves, immediately there was a kind of, oh, there's Eric Dyer again. There he is. There's the, the Yeah, I, the think, I, I think that's
0: I harsh. I think that's
2: harsh, but it is a slight concern because you don't want people then getting on his back and suddenly there could be a loss of confidence and so on. Here's my
0: Here's Here we go. my, here's Here my we go. take on this.
2: Oh, Take the moment it's not until the second half. I
0: know. Boy. I hope I don't blow it out with the, with the, <laughs> with the temperature of this one. Indeed. Um Look at the role that defenders are being asked to perform these days. Mm. Think about that and then tell me, honestly, mm. a defender playing at the very top level who's playing in that way, who doesn't make a mistake. It doesn't really happen.
2: So you're saying we should just hit it long?
0: I say, let's limit the mistakes <laughs> There's a good by way. playing
2: six defenders. There we go. No,
0: by playing none, so they <laughs> can't make the <mistakes. laughs> No, What I would say is I've watched Spurs quite a lot. I go to see them relatively frequently because um, you know, it's, it's a you know, team I like to go and watch play and, mm-hmm. and we've got tickets to go and see them and stuff. And it's quite local to, to where we are. Um, what Spurs... What Conte does a lot is he asks Romero, mm-hmm. who's nor, normally on the right of Dyer to start these attacks. He, uh, Dyer, Romero's really comfortable with the ball at his mm-hmm. feet. He, he's clearly instructed to play in that way. Yeah. And I think...
2: A bit like Carl Walker for England, I suppose. You could say. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, maybe that's generous.
0: But, but, but I think Walker does it in a more dynamic way. Yeah, he okay. stretches the play. Whereas okay. Romero's more of a passer. Right, right, right. And then, and then with Dyer. He's not all. He's not always asked to do that. Mm. And he was playing with Romero alongside him. Mm. But but generally speaking, they have to do that to a level anyway. Because mm. it's, it's just how, how teams play. You don't see top teams now going, I'm going to take a touch, look up and just put it in that channel. Because mm-hmm. it, it's easy to do that. Yeah. Teams just don't do that. Because they don't want to bring in like a 50-50 possession combat, yes. uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to keep the ball. And so I think all I'm trying to say in a very sort of long-winded roundabout way is... Players are always now going to be asked to do this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and they are going to make mistakes. And yep. you can even replicate that with goalkeepers. Yeah. Goalkeepers do that a lot more because mm-hmm. they're asked to play form a completely different role. Mm-hmm. And if you're in, if you're our age and you don't think about things in terms of football that deeply, you're going to be used to seeing keepers just making saves and mm-hmm. booting the ball long and mm-hmm. being big and strong. And that's all really important as well. But they're also expected to start off attacks, and it's the same with centre backs, particularly when you're playing as that third over, that, basically that sweeper. This goes all the way back to you know, your Franz Beckenbauer. You, know, you, you, mm-hmm. you, are, you are essentially, in a weird way, a playmaker as well. Mm-hmm. And Conte asks a lot of his centre-backs, and he's asking a lot of Dier there, and Dier's made a mistake, and that happens. I don't think it's realistic to say that we can go through a calendar year with England and a defender not to make a mistake. I don't think any international teams can mm-hmm. do that.
2: It's good to get them out of the way.
0: Yeah, get you, it out of the as way you now. Drive, as
2: your driving instructor would say on the morning before the test. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I th- yeah, I think it's incredibly harsh. When you see Dyer do that against High Track Frankfurt, mm-hmm. as a, if you're a Spurs fan, yep. to throw your hands up in the air and go, "Oh, the old Dyer's back!" Again. Well, I I, that's, agree. I think that's just bullshit. Well, basically. Glenn
2: Hoddle, um, through his support uh, uh, towards Dyer, if that's where you do throw support, mm. um, he said it didn't affect his game. That's what I love about Dyer. He was still able to play some semi-risky passes and not freeze. He he played his way through it. So that's a really that's a really good good point as well. I, I, I think so as From well, Glenn. If, good old Glen, so so the other player that uh, could play sweeper for England, although it'd be unlikely he would start, would be Connor Cody. Um, now he is playing in in, the, in a back four for Everton, but he knows the role of um, uh, playing in, in in a back three and playing with a bit of confidence uh, at Everton. So if, if Cody himself knows he's not likely to start. I mean, he said that thing, didn't he? That you know he didn't play at all with the Euros, and they but, said, yeah, "Oh, the best was it summer of his life." Best yeah. summer of his yeah. life. He, he's he's there for the good vibes. He's
0: a downgrade on die though, isn't he?
2: I would say would so. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would, yeah. And it's, and it's encouraging from an England point of view, despite the mistake that Dyer is playing in the Champions League and, 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 and so on and, and, and so forth. But elsewhere in, in, in the defence, um, someone that I think we should mention is Ben White. Because, yeah. um, and, and I suppose this is off the back of, of Rhys James picking up an injury now, because at the time of recording the injury, we're not sure how bad it is but it's looking like worse than first feared i heard yes and that is really not good because we spoke about james last week and how good he's been at right wing back and and of course if carl walker is out of the tournament then he could go in on the right side of a back three so, it really is bad news if he was to miss out. But Definitely.
0: We didn't want to put it in the bad news section. We just didn't want to talk about James again. Oh, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, James. Uh, Lest anyone think we thought it was good news. Yeah, that's we, we right, don't. yeah. But Mikel Arteta uh, said this about um, uh, his, his player, at Arsenal, Ben White. He said, If you ask me if he is ready to make that step to England, Ben would be very comfortable playing on the right side of a back three as well as in the middle or as fullback. So it's as if Mikel is talking to you and I only yeah. directly. He's, he's appealing to us, Luke. I don't think, I mean... Or England, Gareth Southgate. England don't play with full-backs. So no. That's not going to happen. Well, I mean, wing-back then, fine.
0: Yeah, and I think I think if you look at the game that Arsenal played against Liverpool, hmm. where they they you know, end up against a very good team, they come out on top, They they were the, the better team against Liverpool, and hmm. they deserve their win. I thought it was really interesting that Ben White played right back in that game. Against obviously a, d- a decent team, as I said, but he had Saka in front of him, yeah. who can also play wing back, yeah. who that gets through a lot of
2: work. Yeah, Saka, though, you want him further forward. But, that,
0: but what I'm saying is,
2: mm-hmm.
0: could you replicate that? I see what you mean. With, with England. A little partnership. There. I, I really like the idea, having said what I've just said, I really like the idea of Ben White playing, if he is going to play for England. If someone came down to me now and said, you've got to play Ben White for England, mm-hmm. I would play him on the right of a, of a
2: three. Yeah, I, think I agree. It's the formation with you.
0: they've worked on for a long time. Yeah,
2: he can. The attractiveness it. of the side goes up with very ben much now. so. Very on, much so. we are in. That is important to He's us. In the
0: absolute prime of his life. Be,
2: be, be under no illusion at, at Lions watch. So that is important to us. He
0: offsets the dire factor. <laughs> <laughs> he offsets the Maguire factor.
2: Gosh, <laughs> naughty, <laughs> you naughty. brought it up. I do not to. Well, okay, fine. Carry if there on. are
0: some people that look, I don't want to get philosophical, but if there are some players that are good yeah. looking, yeah. then by definition there are some players that aren't good looking. Fine,
2: get them in if they're good looking.
0: Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. Um, I would have Ben White on the right of a back three. Right. Yeah. No. I, so he's I think there that's... as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal are having a really great season. And to be fair to Ben White, he's probably looking around thinking my team are the top of the league. Yeah. And we've 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 statistically been you know the best team. Maybe some Man City fans will say, look, it's a long old season and we haven't quite got there yet, yeah. and we haven't lost a game yet. But but Arsenal top of the league for a reason. Okay. And they've only conceded one goal more than Man City. Mm. Uh, and Ben White's been a big part of that. Yeah. So I think it's definitely a, a factor he's definitely someone who should be part of the conversation mm-hmm. and again we come back to this topic we've talked about time and time again there's 26 players that go not 23 yeah. so he may be um he may well be a part of that but well,
2: and he was a part of the squad in the euros he just was an unused sub yeah. so he's been around the camp and he, yeah. and he knows the he knows the score you know
0: and so injuries so. are going to play a part in this we don't know we don't know the extent of Reece James's injury i don't see ben white as a replacement for reece james i don't think anyone does he's not the same type of player no. i don't think Um, And Rhys James, if all things are equal, and I've said this week after week after week, of that mad situation we've got where England have just, you know, a right-back farm... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's particularly <laughs> fertile at the moment. Rhys <laughs> James is the best of a lot of them, yeah. in my view. And I've said that since he first broke through. Mm. I thought he's got everything in his locker. He hasn't got any real obvious mm. weakness.
2: And a backup in the form of Kieran Trippier is very impressive as well. Yeah,
0: and you've also got Walker can play there. Mm. I know he doesn't necessarily play there for England that often, but he can play there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander Arnold, we've done to death. You know, he's perhaps not in the best form and may miss out again. But there's a lot of options there. It may come down to the age old thing of that. You know, he's not going to feature necessarily because there's players out there that are better than him, mm. uh, or that that the. the, the man Manager particularly prefers, and he is perhaps suffering a touch from playing in a position for mm-hmm. a team that isn't directly replicable for England.
2: Yeah, no, isn't it? Because I, I, because of no, information. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Okay, then let's finish there with the defence because I'm. So we turned the bad news into uh, good news there. Ju- well, just about. um yeah. We will no doubt talk about the defence more in the weeks. Imagine if we did coming weeks imagine if
0: it just sorted itself out well if it was good news we'd have to put in the good news That's we want to put
2: we want to yeah. put the defence in the good news bracket yeah. and, you, and, we, and you did your damnedest there Luke I did. to set it up for next week thank you very much so come on England defenders don't let us down yeah. no more red cards tomorrow come on Yeah, yeah. (laughs) another one. That was harsh, though. It was a bit harsh. Do you think it was harsh? It was, but yeah. Fact is, he's made us. The thing is, with Tomori in those two games against Chelsea, it was a chance to kind of showcase what he's been doing. Everyone's going to be watching. And and failed uh, the test. It failed the test, but he might well get in the squad. We shall see. Anyway, enough of the defence. It's time for a break, and then to talk about other things England related. Welcome back, everybody. Right, big Lukey Moore, what's next?
0: Um, we're starting the second half with the Take Thermometer. Oh, look out. If you've not listened to Lions Watch uh, before, this isn't one of these like, narrative documentary series where you have to go back and listen to episode one. <laughs> you are probably going to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll run you through the Take <laughs> Thermometer anyway. Episode
2: one is, tells us how we became England fans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's the genesis. Uh, every week, uh, we, we sense-check a, a big opinion that we pick almost at random mm. Uh, and decide whether we think a pundit, a player, or a coach uh, has a particularly hot take yeah. or a load of old tosh, basically. <laughs> and this week, we head to um, we head over to Talk Sport. Actually, oh, yeah. on Talk Sport um, this week, Mickey Gray, oh, yeah. who is a friend of mine, lovely fella. A you, friend?
2: He, oh, he's a great. Would he refer to you as a friend? If he saw me in the street now, yeah, no, no, like, that's not why I asked. He'd be like, "Great yeah. to see you." Yeah, if you saw your butcher in the street, they'd probably say the same thing. Uh, okay. An acquaintance.
0: Slightly, and that's fine. More friendly with him than I am with Clint Hill. Okay. <laughs> I thought
2: you were going to say me there. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, okay. Mickey Gray, yeah. ex-colleague of mine, but Mickey we should Gray. say
2: he's here on merit.
0: He's been in this studio. Has he really done the ramble meets?
2: My giddy answer. Oh yeah, so he did. Egg F- on your face now. All it, all um, over it.
0: Mickey Gray got the take. Uh, the, the, uh, Mickey Gray has submitted to the takes them unwillingly and yeah. unwittingly. Yes. has submitted to the takes them this week. <laughs> Mickey Gray. Here's the headline. Mickey Gray believes Jordan Pickford. Hmm. Is England's second greatest goalkeeper ever? Now I know you're excited because you love Pickford, um, but let me just let me just do the quick explainer before we we get to (laughs) it. So Mickey Gray says that judging just on his performances for England and the fact that he has reached a World Cup semi-final and a European Championship final, Pickford should be considered saved a penalty in the European Championship final as well. By the way,
2: he saved two.
0: Yeah, um, Pickford should be considered the second best England goalkeeper of all time after World Cup winner Gordon Banks. So that's the take. Bloody we'll hell. decide how hot it is. There's a lot of great candidates. England were known. Maybe they still are. I'm not sure. But England certainly were known for decades yeah. as producing great goalkeepers. That's right. And there's been some great candidates in there. Yeah. Do you put Pickford in second above the rest of them apart from Gordon Bank?
2: In, in terms of the three lines, greatest goalkeepers? Mm. Do you know what? I, I at first what what? But do we have the um the 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 chilies or the, you know those uh, things? Oh
0: you yeah, do you want the uh, you could never remember the Perry Perry scale from now. No no no, India. the Perry
2: Perry. You did the much the, the the five hottest chilies in the world last time. Oh
0: okay, I'll do that again. Yeah,
2: So okay, have you got them? Oh, well, you, you,
0: the hottest of hot takes is the Carolina Reaper. Oh, my the Reaper. <laughs> do you
2: know what I mean? It's just. Imagine, imagine if someone said that. So this is the dish, let me explain it. So we've done the old uh, Southern yeah. Fried Chicken for go. The yeah. That there on the plate is the, uh, what's it called? The, the the Carolina Reaper? Yeah. Get that away. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're leaving. You we're not put, paying. Yeah, you have to put gloves on to handle it. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. You do.
0: And the second is the Trinidad Maruga Scorpion. <laughs> yeah. The third hottest is the seven-pot Dougla, as you remember. The Dougla. <laughs> Sounds like a cricket delivery.
2: Does the fourth it. one is the... ah, it's a seven pot douglas, and he's gone.
0: The seven pot
2: primo, and the fifth one is the Trinidad scorpion butch T. You oh, should have just stuck with the Nando's thing, shouldn't I? So you got the Maruga scorpion and the butch T scorpion. Do you know what? Right, I thought to myself when he said that. I thought, yeah, I kind of get what he's saying, but like Peter Shilton was a better goalkeeper than Pickford. You know, Ray Clements. Crying out loud, so you but this but it's but, it's, but uh, he's not saying that, is he?
0: You've got a, f- you've also got to dovetail it in with yeah. achievements in an England show, yeah, yeah. So, Ray Clements, mm. a bit before my time, yep. brilliant goalkeeper, yep. but when does he play for England? Yeah. He plays for England yeah. in that period of time mm. when England don't really qualify for so we, he, in he, the 70s, he, yeah, 74 yeah. England don't qualify, 78 England yeah, that's don't qualify, right, yeah. they get knocked out of Euro 1980 in the group stage, and I think Ray was still knocking about then, so yeah you've got to look at the circumstances as well. What Mickey's actually saying is mm-hmm. he's saying, no, I, look I, at the games totally. he's played in.
2: And actually, because immediately I thought, well, come on, like what about David Seaman? And Seaman would be, would be one to consider. However, you think about how Seaman's career ended for England, you know, a bit of a mistake in, in World Cup 2002. Um, Shilton again in, in, um, uh, 90. Well, no, no, it didn't end. I mean, the goal in the semi-final wasn't, wasn't great goalkeeper. You think, like, Maradona, he's getting done by a Mar- little Maradona. They shouldn't ha- have that going on. Bloody, bloody, he,
0: bloody. He, he hasn't dwelt on that, though, has he?
2: I think he's unaware. I think he he's forgotten about it. Look, I don't want to get bogged down talking about Peter Shilton. The fine goalkeeper he was. One I, of the best England have ever produced. But in terms of this, the, the only other person I might bring to the table, despite having said that, was actually David Seaman. Because he did get to a final in, in, Euro, in Euro 96 and played a few tournaments. But... Having having
0: oh, you got to semi in United Six.
2: Sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, semi yeah. in Euro 96, exactly, uh, and a quarterfinal note. And he was
0: important in the quarterfinal of '96 as well.
2: Very much so. He, yeah. he did stuff, but Pickford didn't he go like the longest minutes without conceding in an England goalkeeper shirt? So, so here's,
0: here's where I here's where I landed. I think you have to put Banks number one. Yep. because he's one of the goal, best goalkeepers of all time, and he yep. won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And um, you had that save against Pele which is like iconically good I know it's only a moment but we talked about moments with Peter Shilton a second ago if we're talking about moments then that's a big moment I've I've thought about this a lot and I ended up popping Pickford fourth behind Shilton and behind Seaman at this point yeah I don't think you can put him above Peter Shilton. 125 caps. Yeah. 20 year England career. Yeah. Um 66 clean sheets for England.
2: Yeah. That's more than the Very fitting as well that number.
0: Yeah, that's more than like um probably more than easily more than appearances that Pickford's got. Yeah. You know, so I think Shilton's within his, in his rights to say well, hang on a minute and he would. Yeah, he definitely would. Uh-huh. Uh he wouldn't let it go. And I think Seaman for me is just simply a better goalkeeper than Pickford. Yeah. And and the reason this becomes difficult though because I was tempted to go off the back of that and say so therefore Mickey I'm afraid it's a cold take mm. I'm putting it all the way down at the, um, the level of probably going all the way down to five probably going down to the pretty bad scorpion butch tea mm. the fifth
2: lowest yeah. I'm going, I'm going it's still incredibly hot of course yeah. but in the, in the context it's the coldest
0: I've fucked up this scale <laughs> I should have just stuck with Perry Denando's. You
2: should have gone for the line, but then had the uh, the, the the reaper at the top.
0: No, I I'll, I'll go lemon and herb. I this. think I actually So think, what I was gonna say was well, yeah, just briefly on. I was just gonna finish off by saying no. but the thing that makes it complicated is that the goalkeeping role has changed it so has, much. It has. So does Peter Shilton and even David Seaman flourish in today's game? probably not
2: but that's that's difficult though and I actually think that's maybe a bit of an unnecessary yardstick I think what did they achieve with England how far did they go although that is on the team as well but what was their influence Seaman was a huge personality and made important saves uh, and important penalty saves Euro 90 and he's a part of the much loved Euro 96 side but Pickford's in the conversation I don't think that's a ridiculous I'm going for a doogler.
0: okay so you're going for a medium hot
2: take I think it's a medium hot take because and I think it's almost like uh, you, you know sort of to be continued really or, or to be confirmed perhaps because if Pickford, if England go far in this tournament and Pickford again goes a long time without conceding,
0: you've, you've got to think about it, haven't you? I think if, he, if England go far this winter mm. and they get right up there and he has a good tournament, Pickford. I think that's it. He's you, up there with Banks. You put him up there. You'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to. He's only got one stage um, shorter than or one stage short of, of Banks already. So it's a medium take. Medium take, Another medium take. By the way, Aaron Ramsdale also said that, mm. um, this week that he said, I think personally the World Cup is six months too soon for me, really. Uh, I've said this a few times. I've played three times for England with the World Cup coming in six weeks. I'm not really going to play. Uh, but that's not me throwing the towel in. I'm fighting to be that starting goalkeeper. But if I'm not, I'll support whoever it is the best I can. That's
2: nice. That's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, yeah, he's,
0: he's definitely going to be second because of the Pope mistake. Yeah,
2: I think it's a very hot take. That I agree with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I think I think that the reason why I put it medium with with Pickford is because immediately you hear it and you go, ah, come on. But then you ah, okay. Ah. So I uh, yeah, we're going for a doogler. Right, everybody, it's time for your news. Uh, we put this to you on on social media, England are in a shootout yet again at the World Cup. Who are your first three penalty takers and why? Callum said, number one, Kane, Ov's... Controversial. Yep. No, wait, did miss one? Is that in the back? We could have had I that think, as a bad think, news. I
0: think you could run a simulation of the universe a million times yeah. and every single time Kane will be taking the first
2: penalty for England. I, I, I do agree with that. Do you know his record, though? 19 penalties for England. How many has he scored? It must be 16.
0: 16 is correct. I can remember a couple of
2: these. Because he missed in the semi-final against Denmark. He got the rebound. Yeah. Um, And he scored 56 out of 66 uh, in his entire career. But I was was slightly surprised. I mean, that is an 85% conversion rate, which is very good.
0: But I think if you look over the years, if someone were to do a study, which I'd be very interested in, looking at the general success rate of penalties being taken anyway, Mm. across the board, I reckon it's gone down.
2: Well, Ivan Toney has, of course, got, I think, scored 24 out of 25 in his career. So you can understand he's in there. Although, is he even going to go?
0: So Callum's picking Ivan Tony's as number three. Yeah,
2: and of course, Matt Letizzi had a very good uh, conversion rates penalties. He did. Um, Edward has said, uh, number one, Maguire to rocket it in the top corner again. Maguire does have a good record in penalty shootouts for England. Number two, Bellingham to show even more unbelievable bottle for a teenager. And uh, number three, Kane to close it out following three Pickford saves. I mean, that would be lovely, Edward, but I think <laughs> Kane will be, will be number one. Tom said Kane because it's Kane. Two, Dyer took a good one against Colombia. No, he didn't, did he? Well, it went in, but it was... Funny that Jordan Henderson's penalty was saved, but that looked more in the corner than double. We We right? can
0: agree, I think, philosophically, I suppose, between us. I think, Marcus, you and I have discussed this before. If it goes in, mm. it's hard to
2: say it's not a good penalty. I know what you mean, though.
0: That was not a good penalty. He scored
2: two out of two penalties for England. Got yeah. one in the Nations League, uh, third place playoff. Oh, the... That crucial win against Switzerland.
0: The one against Colombia was not a good penalty,
2: but it went in. Um, Tom has also said number three, Pickford. Because he'd back himself, and Pickford did score in that aforementioned uh, yeah. penalty against Switzerland. But, but A lovely one it was. Let
0: me put it this way: Okay, with Dyer, you're not honestly saying to me when you see that penalty against Colombia, yeah. I'd quite like him to do that again. Yeah, I agree. It's not. It's not. it's not past an audition to be the penalty taker. I though. know what you're saying. He's I just stuck wearing in the net, and fair enough, and it worked, and we're happy with that. Mm. That's Dennis, as far as it goes,
2: Dennis has said: Number one, Kane; two, Trippier; three, James. I trust no one else. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know if James and Trippier will be on the same pitch, and obviously with concerned about James' injury but uh, you know yeah. I, but I do take the point I think Trippier took a very good one against Columbia yeah he could strike a dead ball
0: I'd, I'd got no problem with Trippier
2: yeah a number of uh, Scotland and Ireland fans got in touch Southgate Waddle Batty yeah <laughs> that's nice no mention of Paul Ince. no yeah. Yeah, has he got away with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair you, if you're only picking three a few people have got away with that yeah, definitely like for Vassell
0: yeah absolutely even
2: David Beckham missed one in the shootout for England
0: I think we could all agree that DeRice Vassell has got, got away with a lot um <laughs> Mine would be—I would probably go with Kane. Kane. Yes, Maguire, no, not after the year he's had. Penalty wise, not after the year he's had. Okay, I'll, I'll go Kane. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be said. Mason Mount for. Do you want me to do mine or do you want me to do yours? I'm trying to guess.
2: <laughs> You're not guessing <laughs> All right. right. Well, I have got the first one. Do you want my
0: five penalty takers for England?
2: Oh, five. Okay,
0: I'll do five because I'll go over and above what the listeners are being asked to do. Go on, uh, Kane. Yep, I will go Foden. Okay. Just because he's class and everything he does. Right. I would go Bellingham for the same reason. Right. I would go Saka for redemption purposes Mm -hmm. and I would probably go Trippier. Yeah,
2: I'd go Trippier as well. If he's on the pitch. Because Rashford, we're not sure if he'll go. Yeah. Um, You know, he hasn't played for a while for England but he is a good penalty taker. Yeah. Despite that missing in the final. I think he's got 12 out of 14 in his career. So he knows nice how to take them.
0: So you've got all the, you've got
2: all the uh, facts. I'm you know, with the facts. Yeah. I think
0: Saka deserves an opportunity to redeem himself after the season he's having of you know, the, mm. yeah, the year or two he's had. Yeah. Play, England play out of the year as well. Exactly. Um, so I think we've got a lot of options. Uh, it saddens me that we're talking about penalties takers already because uh-huh. it feels like England could, in theory, mm. let's not us, let's, let us not forget, yeah. England there's nothing stopping England going for a tournament without going to penalty shootout. Mm. It doesn't have to happen.
2: If you, if you go all the way in a, in a tournament, chances are you're going to have to win a penalty
0: No, season. Chuck one in, chuck a result, or chuck one in. Yeah. <laughs> We'd rather lose. We want to get rid of this fucking narrative. We'd rather lose the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's have another narrative that we hate as well, but we just hate it not as much. Short term
0: loss for long term monkey off the back. All I'm saying.
2: Well, yeah, true enough. Okay. Uh,
0: but he, one of the things that Southgate's done, of course, is he's given us, a you know, feel like we've got a fighting chance in
2: the penalty shootout now, don't we? And that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Despite that loss, but yes, you, yeah. you, you are right. But I'll
0: tell you what. I am surprised that Edward talking about Maguire, but I know he, I know he took a great penalty before.
2: Two great penalties.
0: Two. Okay, but he's not had a great. I mean to say the least. He's not like he's looking like he's the most confident player
2: in the world. Yeah, true enough. I think he actually took a good one for Manchester United in the would it've been the Europa League final? Uh perhaps. But anyway, I think Maguire every time I've seen him take a penalty which is three maybe four times he smashed it in. Fair enough.
0: He can't do any more, can he? No. He cannot do any more.
2: Uh, Not with regards to penalties, no. No. (laughs) There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to Lions Watch. We will be back next Saturday, and every Saturday until the start of the World Cup. But before that, we'll be seeing you for the usual ramble on Monday, of course, rounding up the best action from the weekend. It's a pleasure, everybody. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Have a lovely weekend.